Greetings, greetings, greetings and salutations to one and all. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? It's a night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. Uh, night we call community and finances, so we kick off the night shift week. Want to invite you to call a friend, tell a friend, tell an enemy, friends of your friends, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends. Tell everybody it's the night shift to DJ Kevin Stew. You just understand we don't want no bad vibes in the mass. Let's pick a side. Say welcome, 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 welcome to everybody locked in right now. Big ups to those who are locked in from across the pond, one harmony radio. Uh, top of the morning to you guys over there in the UK. Big ups to those who are locked in out of New York, Ireland, worldwide. Demonstrating the power of music. Big up to those in New Jersey, NIE Radio. If you're healing out of Texas and WGLRO, home of the Donna Walker Morning Show, the People Station. Big ups to you. Aliwap Media Group, Dusik Media. Much love. Big ups to those who are locked in on the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com. Those who are here on Facebook Live, truly appreciate love you all. So glad to have you. Couldn't do it without you and you have my word. I wouldn't even try. Once again, call a friend, tell a friend, your enemies, friends of your enemies, enemies of your friends. 
Pascal, everybody. Inviting you to pick a side, pick a side, pick a side, any side. Zona P from Alves, working on to kiss. It's called Pick a Side. I want to say thank you to my segment sponsors, Pulse Media Group. When being in a moment, it's priceless for innovative streaming and recording solutions. Just give them a call. 754-999-6020. Thank you to Althea and her healing heavenly hands. Althea SU is a licensed massage therapist that comes to you. Operating out of Broad County, North Miami-Dade and South Palm Beach counties. She brings her table, she brings her oils, and of course her healing heavenly hands with 20 years of experience. Well, over 20 years of experience. And you know, if, 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 if you need one, if you use the same number, 954-655-9000, you can get yourself a personal trainer. Althea is also a certified personal trainer, so she'll work out your muscles and put you in pain and then lay you out on the table. Give you a, a nice massage. Give her a call to our Kevin Stew sent you 954-655-9000. Wanna say thanks to Reggae Global Entertainment. Reggae Global will act as your booking agent, take care of your tour management. Handle your copyrights, publishing, trademarks, business registration, music production, marketing and promotion, and so much more. Reggae Global has a brand new number. So write this down and replace the last one. 954-804-8199. That's 954-804-8199. Give a call between 10 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern. Of course, you can check them out online. ReggaeGlobalEntertainment.com And of course, thanks to GMAP Music Solutions Bringing your events to life Providing sound, light, stage production services, musical equipment, PA systems, audio engineers, DJs, bands, musicians, singers, and more Get them a call, 754-307-GMAC That's 754-307-4622 or check them out online, gmapmusicsolutions.com Tell them you heard about them on a night shift to DJ Kevin Stew Yeah, that's how we network around Yeah, call a friend, tell a friend, share, 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 share with everybody. Now, on the line with me, if you've been keeping track, the last, well, not the last, but the fourth Monday of each month, I have with me attorney, family attorney, Natasha Simmons, as we look at family law and things relating to it. And you might remember a few months ago when she came back for the first time, since the first time. Because, you know, it's not the first time, this time. Um, she, she told us about having some, some, some stories. She told us a few stories. 
and she mentioned having even some horror stories when it comes to practicing family law. And uh, tonight, I have her back. And she, she once again used up one of her lifelines and she phoned a friend. <laughs> I don't know how many phone-a-friend lifelines you can actually have, but she, <laughs> she used up her phone-a-friend life, lifeline again tonight. <laughs> uh, 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 you are not easy. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the one and right. only... Tasha Simmons Esquire. <laughs> good evening, good evening again, once again. How are you doing, Tasha? So, you know, I'm all right. I'm all right. Tough week, but we got through it. Hey, listen, can I tell you? I can't even express how <laughs> tough this week was. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Come on, nobody knows. I'll sing it for the both of us. Nobody knows. Wait, you need the to put. You can't sing it without the ukulele. You need to grab. Lord. You need to grab the ukulele. Mm-mm. You know that's a guitar. Oh, it's a baby guitar. Yeah, it's a backpacker. Oh, it's a backpacker. Okay. Mm, yes, it is. <laughs> all right yeah we'll, we'll 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 practice and we'll come back next time and yeah sing a stuffer song for you and for me because we we got it this past week but oh, yeah. we're here at the beginning of another week yes yeah and i'm excited i got i got two two hearings tomorrow and this is just the thing i need to hang out with dj kevin still they take the edge off oh thank you very much I try, I try. Uh, Nicolay, how you doing? Uh, Nicolay is saying, yay, Tasha. She didn't even say yay, Kevin. Nicolay is saying, yay, Tasha. <laughs> hey, Nicolay. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. <laughs> so much for the host. I tell you, you know, this is, this, is your, this is your broadcast. I'm just facilitating it. I will share the flowers, too. I will share the, share the flowers. I, I thank you. At least I'm getting some from somewhere. <laughs> And I'll take mine while I can appreciate of them. That's right. So tonight we're looking at um, nightmare custody battles. Nightmare custody battles. So I have story time mm-hmm. okay, planned for you tonight. Now, there are about three stories, but I want to take my time with each one so we might not get up to all of them. Okay. I want to start first with um, the story which I was personally involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I intimated to this a little bit on an earlier show. Uh, I was telling you I was involved with the case. And I just wanted, I'm, I'm just passionate about this this client getting her story out because... Uh, she feels and I feel that it would just be encouraging to so many people. Um, and like I said, I wasn't the hero of the story, really. <laughs> mm. You know? Yeah. But I'm secure enough to to share a story where I'm not the star. I, I have uh, an album review page full of bragging rights. I have plenty of clients that love me and, you know, appreciated what we've been able to accomplish together. 
So I, I'm not even worried about that. I just really want to get this story out and um, help provide just even any kind of platform at all. Right. For uh, Nikki, who is here on the line with us tonight. Nikki, say hello. Good night, everybody. Hi, hey. Nikki. Welcome to the Night Shift. Thank you. Thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. So, you know, first cut is the deepest. DJ Stu, you are like the first public platform mm-hmm. that we're going to be telling the story with. And so you get all the... <laughs> You get all the, the, the kinks and the treats and, and all of oh, that. Oh, so get I get it raw. Food. You get the raw footage. Yes, that's just the way I like it. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. So, so you're getting, you're getting your greetings food. too, by the way. Uh, Nikki and Tasha, you're getting greetings. Um, out of Jamaica. Big ups, Evroy. Much love, bro. Wonderful. Haven't seen you in a minute. Yeah. Hey everybody. Oh. <laughs> That's so cool. Oh, I see, I see. Yeah. Yes, I see. Let me write back. Nicolae. Oh my sister. Wait, did I you just miss it when I said Nicolay says hi? Yay, Tasha. I, I, think I, you <laughs> I think you totally missed it. I didn't know it was I didn't know it was my Nicolay. You understand? Oh, I'm sorry. Your Nicolay. Nicolay, big up yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So without further ado, mm-hmm. <laughs> I am going to lay the, a quick, quick foundation. Yes. And then um, Nikki, she listened. Nikki's not shy. You understand? So, <laughs> and, <laughs> right? And there's no need right, for you to right, be shy all. either, Nikki, because, you know, we're, we're family not here. Shy. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I have a powerful story to tell and, uh, you know, I just, it, it, it's definitely going to get out there one way or the other. And I can just appreciate this being one of the first steps and see maybe who it can help. Yeah. Um, and just to see, you know, what kind of misjustice, you know, simple cracks that anyone can easily fall through. Right. Okay, cool. Yep. So, so, yes, Tasha. So it's, it's 2016. I am uh, just a couple of weeks into my new lease as uh, a solo practitioner, hanging my my own shingle for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even have my my degree hung up on the wall yet. When I get a call from um, Broward County, yeah, they, listen, we have someone to refer to you. Um, and they're wonderful, you know, if you're, if you're looking for an attorney, you don't know where to turn and, you know, you're on the Florida Bar website and it's just a million names, you know, you can call the Broward County Bar Association. They have a referral service. And also, if you're struggling to pay for an attorney, they have a low-cost panel that you could qualify for if you answer certain questions. Okay. And I was on the list that year to take, um, to take just all types of cases. Yeah. So... They called me, so they would call me when, whenever my name came up, whenever it was my turn, but they would also call me when a case just seemed particularly hairy, mm. <laughs> and they just didn't know who else to refer it to. They were like, well, maybe Tasha can help, so they, they got me on the phone, they told me about this case, and I was like, oh my lord. 
um, send her over. <laughs> Let's see what we can do. Mm-hmm. And that is how I met Nikki. So, Nikki, I'll give you the floor. By the time you met me, what had happened to you? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I did what Tasha said. You know, I was a desperate parent in need. Mm-hmm. I was residing in North Carolina um, from at, from 2014. And fast forward, I had my two children, two boys, um, who lived with me in North Carolina. And I had not had any kind of custody agreement or anything of the sort in place uh, with with their father. Uh, we were kind of just doing our own sort of uh, parenting, co-parenting, at least what I thought. Um, okay. Things went pretty pretty well for the most part, what it, what it appeared to be, considering things weren't as good when, when I lived in Florida with him. Um, a lot of trust was built in, in this short period of time from me moving up to 2016 and uh so we, the trust had been gained, and he, you know, he wanted to get the kids for the summer. Um, mm-hmm. This was summer of 2015, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, like I said, trust had been built over the years. I had the, the children had visited back and forth. So I had absolutely no problem picking them up from him. The communication lines was open with him. He'd even sent uh, items for the children, spoke to them on video time. So there had been a built up of trust um, along the way. Summertime came. We had an agreement that the kids would just stay with him for the summer and that I would, you know, go ahead and get the kids back. And I didn't see there was no issues with that. No legal documents or anything was put in place to secure that. Because like I said, we had been already just doing our own co-parenting up until this time. Right. Um, I want to say it had to been kind of close to the end of the summer. And he kind of just really didn't communicate back with me too much, but it was like, I didn't really pay it no mind. I just was like, okay, well, you know, he know, once, you know, things at school started, I'm supposed to come and get the kids and whatnot. And I'll just go back from North Carolina to Florida. I'll just go pick them up. Um, at this point, I went to try to go retrieve the children from him in which that did not go, that did not go well. It turned into a domestic dispute, trying mm. to meet up with him. He had relocated um, his mom and anyone in his family definitely was not trying to aid me and trying to locate him and the children. Um, he was answering his phone, you know, aimlessly trying to, you know, drive around and what I knew of where he might could have had been in and around the city. Um, just became endless and it didn't get me anywhere. Um, I went back to North Carolina because I had to work and I had to secure my job and I had, um, had a house at the time. Um, and I didn't know what to do. I just did all my own research and, and, um, what I could do to try to get the kids back. I only had a child support case that he was actively paying child support to me at the time, um, to seek any remedy through the court. Um, I went to the court and tried to seek remedy for the kids um, through that one channel. I've only knew child support court. There was no other judge. I, I, I was I had no knowledge of the court system and, and, and that I needed another case and so on and so forth. Right. Um, fast forward past that. Um, finally got a court wait, hearing. Wait, wait, let me jump in there. Let me jump in there. Okay. So I, I'm going to teach through her story, DJ Kev. All right. So, 
you know, this is a custody issue now, or what we call time sharing in Florida now, right? Right. The children are with dad um, when they're supposed to be with mom. Now, we might have talked about this before, but for a court to give dad any time with the children, right? Mm-hmm. First, he has to be his paternity, his legal fatherhood or paternity has to be established. Okay. Right? So at this point, there was only a child support case for one of the one of the two children. Okay. And in a child support case that's administered by the Department of Revenue or what we call the child support office, um, you cannot use that case to resolve time-sharing disputes mm. or seek redress for time-sharing issues. Now, because she was pro se or self-represented, she didn't know this. So now when she's trying to get the kids back, she goes to court, which again, there's only a child support case for one of the kids and pleads with the judge about this issue. Okay, but at this time, um, paternity is only established for the one. elder child, not the younger one. And it's the elder child that um, the child support case was was based on. So okay. you go ahead and continue from there, Nikki. Yeah, very correct. Um, that's right. So no knowledge, absolutely representing myself, just really trying to do this, you know, me not being able to afford any attorneys and whatnot. So I got through through whomever at the at the judge's office to get this hearing and me feeling like this hearing is what's going to be for me to be able to get the kids back because he had moved to change his phone number again no one was assisting and aiding me my family had limited resources to be able to do so because they wanted to just kind of stay out of things i was doing all of this from the comfort of my home in north carolina and whatever resources i could in traveling back and forth which was no good because it was very difficult to locate him um, once I finally did, I think he got a ticket, so I was able to get an address, um, and I did submit to the court, which is, like I said, the child support in which we had a hearing. Um, he did not show, the, that judge did, you know, grant me, um, for me, he only granted me to be able to get the kids to return to my custody. And, uh, with that paperwork, I was able to locate what school my children were in, um, went to go pick up my, my oldest son. Uh, that turned into a dispute and whatnot. But nonetheless, I had what legal documents I needed to show um, the local police department as well as the school. I am a legal guardian. My name's on their birth certificates that they are to, re- to release my oldest son to me from the school, withdraw him, um, and, uh, yeah, that I can leave off the premises, you know. It's not like a kidnapping. I can just walk off the premises with my, with my son and just leave. And right. then we would just proceed with the rest of our life to go to North Carolina. Um, I was in no rush to escape out of Florida for whatever reason. I had been tired. I drove um, uh, 13, 12 hours by myself, and uh, it was exhausting. So um, mm-hmm. I just kind of came back to my mom's house and I said that we were going to leave the next day. I, I, at this point, I hadn't seen the children in about two, close to three, four months. Um, finally, wow. before I got the hearing and whatnot. So... I just took that one day to just try to spend time with them, say that we'd rest and that I figured that we would leave the next day. You know, my mom hadn't seen them. Um, in the event that happened, it was less than 24 hours later. It had to have been less, probably about 12 hours later the next day 
The police came to my mom's house, located me, and immediately my children were stripped and ripped from out of my hands with legal documents from a judge signed stating that the children are to be returned to the father. This is what a judge that was not on the same documents that I had. <laughs> you know, this is not the same judge on the documents that I had, and uh, it was devastating. Um, that day. So wait, and uh, yeah. Hold on, hold on. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. with this document that you had from the first judge to pick up the kids from the school, mm-hmm. the next day, cops showed up with a signed document from another judge. You could not have prese- presented the, the documents that you had, which said, okay, here, I have these documents that were just signed by a judge to state that yes. that didn't matter? No, as they, they, the documents that they had, and obviously this is from the father bringing these documents along with the police, of no knowledge of mine, I hadn't been notified of nothing was going on. All I know is a couple hours ago yesterday, I had got the kids from school, and we were going to be leaving later on the following day. This document that he had said that my paperwork was uh, to be null and void uh, and is not current, and that they were to follow what was in hand that they had. At that point, I haven't even gotten a copy of it. That was my first time seeing it. And they were willing to take me to jail at that moment had I not willing to comply. I was, you know, scared. Mm-hmm. My mom was trying to give me the best advice to just go ahead and comply. I went from seeing my kid, having seen my kids in four months to seeing them in less than 12 hours to now being ripped up out of my hands again, returned to, this, returned to their father. Again, not knowing where he actually stays, not having an active phone number for him. That's when I, you know, immediately, um, I just called 211. I got the telephone number to find out through the Bar Association, which linked me to Tasha. Um, great attorney. I was very desperate. I was eager to just let her know what had happened. And, you know, she, <laughs> she was so nice. And she was just like, oh, you know what? You guys have never been married. And I said, no, we've never been married. I explained to her what happened and that um, I, he was on child support for the one and that I had two kids and and so forth, and, you know, Tasha was saying, oh, well, this is, you know, cut and dry, not a problem. All we have to do is just go ahead and get another hearing. It's going to be, you know, no problem, because she explained the hearing that had happened without me and so forth, and it it provided me a sense of ease, and I'm like, okay, well, no problem. I'll just take, you know, 30 days off of work, because I know the court system can be slow, and I'll just stay in Florida for 30 more days to see how this pans out. Um, And Mm -hmm. without any further hiccups, Tasha and all her remedies, we were unable to have a follow-up hearing on this temporary order that allowed, that was, that had my children facing the father's care for a very long, significant amount of time. So I'm going to jump in there. Okay. So you might be asking DJ, who is this other judge? Where, where did the father get this other set of papers from? From another yeah. judge, right? Th- yeah, that 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 <laughs> was that was gonna be one of my other questions. Uh, no. <laughs> crazy. Um, a comment here though that 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 um, I want some clarification on in the on the Facebook chat. Uh, no marriage yeah. is the question. Game changer. Hand no, the kids back over bad. asap. Hand the kids back over to whom, Ebony? Who who are you saying the kids should be handed back over to? The the, the father. Or the mother, which I don't know which one you're saying, but the fight, 
oh, um, then fight to have the courts make a mandatory supervised visitation moving forward. Yeah, but I still don't know who you are saying yeah, hand the kids no, over to. Yeah, oh, to the mother. Okay, so she's saying that's hand the kids back over to the mother. Okay, so right. Tasha, yeah. That's why I want to pause and teach through this story, okay? Mm-hmm. Because when a child is born out of wedlock mm-hmm. in the state of Florida, the mother is automatically without any... <laughs> Ebony says I'm pro-mother. Yeah. So... When a child is born outside of a marriage in Florida, the mother is automatically the sole legal guardian of that child. Mm. This is why I say earlier, in order for the court to tell dad, this is the schedule, this is when you'll be able to have the children, they have to establish his paternity first. Right. Okay? So even if, even though he's a natural father, he has to become the legal father for the court to be able to help him with anything. Even if his name is on so, the birth certificate? So the birth certificate creates a presumption. It is it is a um, establishment of paternity. But for time-sharing purposes, the courts, the practice is they put it in the final judgment and they make it into an order. But the plain meaning of the statute says if you're on the birth certificate, if you signed a sworn acknowledgement that you are the father, that you among, you know, according to the state form, and it, that's the state form that puts the man on the birth certificate anyway, it creates a presumption of paternity. And then after 60 days, um, there's no more presumption, you know, is the paternity is established. But by and large, when you go into a courtroom, they're going to say, listen, they need to do a paternity order first. Oh. So, and then, you know, the courts will do the order at the same time that they fix the schedule anyway. So, okay. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where the law might say something, but unless you're in and out of court every day, you, you don't really know how what's going to happen. Right, right. Um, so, yes, you get that order or something needs to be established for the court to, you know, forge relief as a father. So what dad did, <laughs> let's let's provide some, drop, some backdrop. Okay, let's there go. There was a certain judge... Uh-huh. There was a certain judge on the family law bench in Broward County who was very quirky. We'll start with that. Uh, I won't spill all the beans yet. Quirky. He's very quirky. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> very quirky judge. Um, he sort of came in. He got, he frankly, he got in trouble in criminal court. He caught a case while a judge in criminal court. And he got sent over to family court um, because he had gotten in that much trouble. So he got kicked out of the criminal circuit and, and got sent over to family. Mm. So they throw him into family. I kid you not. <laughs> to say this judge was pro-dad is an understatement, which, you know, I love dads, right? No one's yeah. here, like, against dads as an institution. Not even, you know, Nikki. We believe in dads, right? right? We just don't right. believe in being screwed over. Right. So <laughs> before I even met Nikki, I had a, I had one hearing in front of this judge. Um, he had just come to family when I was just setting up my business. And he asked me, like, there was no, no one asked for it or anything. He just piped up in the hearing. So can we just disestablish dad's paternity so he doesn't have to pay child support? What? Like, what? What? 
Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, this was a judge saying this? Yes, like, just in the middle of the hearing, like, something that's supposed to take a petition and filing a petition and going to court, he just, yeah, so are you, is your client, I was representing mom that time, is your client willing to, you know, disestablish his paternity so he doesn't have to pay any child support? I almost said, hell no, in court. <laughs> so, but that told me wow. the kind of guy that he was. Very charming judge, very charming guy, you know, he'll quote a Bible verse in a moment. Um, but God knows, you know, what's what's going on under under the surface and those types scare me. So that's who I knew I was dealing with when I met Mickey. And so what happened was dad got an attorney who started, as you're supposed to, he started a timesharing case. Mm-hmm. Right? So the child support judge gave Mickey relief, even though technically he wasn't supposed to. He just, you know, he said, oh, fine, let me just write up a little something for her since, uh, you know, whatever. So, so he dad gets an attorney who files a time-sharing case who I, I would say they did it the right way, except they ran into the time-sharing case on a fake emergency. They filed an emergency motion saying that Nikki was on drugs. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They filed an emergency motion. So here's the thing. When there is an emergency, the court can act quickly. And I know we've talked about this before. The court can act quickly, uh-huh. but then they have to come back. The law says promptly. And usually that's like as soon as possible. Right. I've never seen it outside of 15 days. Right? right. They're supposed to come right. back quickly and revisit that decision to make sure that it was in the best interest of the children and to mm-hmm. address what happens from here on out. Mm-hmm. Correct. So, <laughs> Judge Quirky did not want to give us the follow up hearing. <laughs> mm. So, when I first came into the case, oh gosh, this was this was so funny because I'm thinking, okay, this is you know, it's got to be some mistake. You can't give kids to a guy where no paternity has been established. Right. So it turns out <laughs> Judge Quirky and Dad's lawyers were friend-friend. Wait. Because Dad's <laughs> lawyer is really a criminal lawyer. Mm-hmm. Not not so a family lawyer, a criminal lawyer. He was yeah. a criminal. He did criminal and family. Oh, okay. And um, so they're buddy buddies from when Judge Quirky used to sit in criminal court. And I believe they also like came up together in the practice. They were contemporaries. So he ran the Florida is a one family, one judge state. Meaning if more than one case is started about the same parents and the same kids, it's supposed to be before the same judge. So the people who know better, the people who know that, Judge Quirky and Dad's lawyer, they completely ignored that. Well, Dad's lawyer ignored that. So um, he filed a new case, did not um, bring up to Judge Judge Quirky that there was another case. Mm-hmm. And brought this, emer- this fake emergency falsely accusing my client of drug abuse. So Judge Quirky goes, oh my gosh, I got to give you to the kids. Even though what he should have done um, is contact the state because paternity wasn't established. But no, he gives the, he gives the both of the kids to dad and refused. And I believe this is when Nikki met me. 
because he refused to give us a return hearing. Wait, what? That that prompt that prompt follow up hearing that's required okay. by law. So he did that's not his, want to do it. That refusal was fact, based on what? <laughs> nothing. Oh, wait, absolutely nothing. nothing. It's good. It's so good. I gotta save it. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's so good. So, I gotta save it. Okay, cliffhanger. Okay, go on, go on, go on. So, so here what happened. So here what So, being that, um, so how long did we wait? Oh, so this is what we had to do. Since he was not giving us a return hearing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we had to file an appeal because we tried to go back in front of him because when when a judge puts in an order. You have 15 days to challenge that order or ask for it to be, can we have a hearing again because this or this or that. So Mm -hmm. you have like 10 days for certain reasons, 15 days for other reasons, uh, generally speaking. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, But you have 30 days to file an appeal to go up to the, the court above their head, the appeals court. Right. So here I am. My box is not even packed out yet. My degree not off even on the wall, and I have to go file my first <laughs> petition with the the appeals court. Right. Yeah. So, how long did we wait, Nikki? I felt like it, it was definitely after the thirty days because I had went back to North Carolina feeling broken and uh, at a loss at you know all the efforts and 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 you know this is running up my fees because the emails back and forth the calls. It was after 30 days in which we were, like, just on the, the the break line before the deadline, and you were like, let's just do an appeal. I mean, yeah. it's common to do an appeal on a temporary order. We got to do this appeal you know, before the deadline yeah. expires. You're like, so hey, it's not common that. to do an appeal on the temporary order, but I think we should do it. And, uh, and you know, my trust in you at the time, I'm like, you know what? I've got nothing left in me. Let's do this temporary, whatever you're talking about. I'm like, let's do it. And that's how we got thrown into an appeal on a temporary order. On a temporary, <laughs> on a temporary mm. order. And then um, so many, so many laws were broken because even if the judge is going to make the decision without a party there, they still have to try and give the party notice. Right. So that lawyer, this is again, this is before Nikki met me. I saw all of this like right after it happened. I looked at yeah. the notice for the hearing, the piece of paper that tells you you have to be in court. They didn't even put her right address on it. Right. They didn't put her so... right address on it. And yeah, and they they um they didn't send it to her. So wait, so this why hearing didn't went on the case. They, 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 yeah, so she they, had no idea that a custody case had been started in regards to her case Okay, at all. let me get this straight. They put a wrong address, and <laughs> even with the wrong address, they didn't send out any correspondence to that wrong address? They said nothing. They said nothing, nothing to her. The notices came well after the appeal. So this is about 30 <laughs> days after... <laughs> It came after. So, it was like, then, oh, here's this case. I'm like, what? Right. So also, when you do, when a judge does a, an order like that, there is a, a strict, there's strict guidelines how it has to be written. Right. The judge just signed any old thing that dad's attorney handed him. 
And mm-hmm. I saw all of this. So when I came into the case and I saw all of this, I'm like, yeah, we're definitely going to appeal. So we, we, we wanted to work with the judge and all of that. But once we saw the 30 day was going to run out, said, no, let's file it. So we filed the appeal. Um, or if any lawyers are listening, it was actually a petition for a writ of certiorari as opposed to a, a regular appeal. But basically it says, listen, the court broke the law and they need to be, they need to be reversed. They, you need to tell them to unbreak it. So <laughs> we waited after Wait, we filed that for One, one second, Tasha. Hold on, hold on. One, 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 one brief moment. Just, oh. just so that Everybody gets to, 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 to understand what you just said. Because, it, you know, it, it, it kind of just sounds like it was glossed over a little bit. Did you say the court broke the law? That's how I paraphrase it. So here's the nerd version. When you file a writ of search, okay, we're, we're just calling it an appeal tonight because mm. we're not all nerds like me. Okay. But when you file this type of appeal. I'm a nerd. You have to prove, <laughs> you have to prove amongst other things that the court, quote, departed from the essential requirements of the law. Mm-hmm. For me, that is a fancy way of saying the court broke the law. <laughs> well, and I, I only, I only stopped you and asked you to, to, to repeat that and to clarify it for me because typically we're of the opinion that when it gets to the court, that Everything that is done in court is done by the book. The court is straight-laced. All the judges are straight-laced. And there are no human beings involved in any of these actions. No, sir. (laughs) I wish. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, during that time, Mm -hmm. there was, it just seemed like there was always a Broward judge, whether it's family court or not, getting in trouble. Yeah. That, That was a bad time for the Broward bench. In general, yeah. especially family court, because I think and uh, um, it wasn't too long after this started up that that other judge, Judge, um, it's all over the news, so I can say her name, Judge Ehrlich, you know, she cussed out that lady during first appearance and the lady ended up dying. Mm. You know, the one that was really, yeah, the one that was really horrible to the lady with um, COPD in the wheelchair. And yeah. so it's like Brow- the Broward Banks was just always in the news. <laughs> oh like, wow! I would appear in court in Miami, and like judges in Miami would be like, "What's going on over there?" <laughs> so, yeah, it was a madhouse. It was so. Um, this particular judge, Quirky, um, so he just ignored all types of rules, and um, he was he was very condescending. Um, like, he kept making statements about, well, you know women and all of this stuff like that. Mm-mm. And so, <laughs> he was disgusted. So, while we were waiting for the appeal to come back, I'm thinking, you know, let's try to do what we can to move the case along so you can see your kid's face again. Right. So, I called the judge. Um As a matter of fact, this was right before we filed the appeal. I called the judge. Remember this, Nikki? I told you about it. To set up the, the, the return hearing, the follow-up hearing. Okay. And the mm-hmm. assistant, <laughs> so the assistant, she gets out the calendar. She gives us a date, everything. Right before we hang up, I hear, 
hold on. And then there's chatter with her in a male voice that sounds like the judge, Judge Quirky. Mm-hmm. And then she comes back to the line, all of a sudden, we don't have a hearing date anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, so the no hearing. Well after 30 days. Well after yeah. 30 days, the, the, we're talking and, no hearing on a temporary order that I was yeah. never notified for. I had no knowledge of this case, no knowledge yeah. of this judge, no knowledge of anything. And we're still well over 30 days and have not even been able to nothing. Yeah. It's when that happened, I realized the judge was, you know, interfering personally. And I, and I, and it stopped me at the time because I'm like, well, what could she possibly have against my client? And right. you know, even with rapport with dad's attorney, there's just something the judges are going to do because they value their position. Right. So he sends us to mediation. And of course, mediation fails and all of these things. And I don't think we can mention he also filed a fake domestic violence case against her. Nikki, oh, yeah. why you beat up the man, Nikki? What what did this man do? <laughs> you know, it was he deserved it. Was it a but... lot. It's all tactics. You know, everything was just all tactics. You know, they already brought the lie that I'm on drugs and got this order signed. So now they have to continue with this 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 storyline. So well, you know, considering... hey, now, you know, I'm I'm gonna file a domestic violence case. I'm gonna try to get a restraining order on you. At the same time, I was only staying in Florida at that time for the thirty days because I'm trying to get this situated here. So I'm not even a resident or in the jurisdiction for Florida anymore because I'm 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 a resident of North Carolina. Um so again he files this, you know, domestic violence and trying to get a restraining order. Um and which, you know, thankfully with Tasha, here she is, you know, whipped her to help me with that because this dropped in my lap. And, uh, you know, he he just, that actually just diluted and went nowhere because, you know, once they realized, yeah. you know, I'm not in the jurisdiction of Florida, as well as it's not going to look good with him trying to do that and me actively trying to see my children, it's just making him look bad. So I guess they decided to kind of just drop that. But there was no basis to it. It was, it was no merit to anything. They had no case on anything. Uh, um, so, you know, that was nothing. And it went nowhere. And, I, again, this this is all in the 30 days that I'm just still, you know, off a of leave from my job, still paying bills in North Carolina, but just here because Tosh is like, you know, all we need to do is get a hearing on this case right here. And, you know, they should give you a hearing in 15 days. You know, I'm, I'm going off of her her legal advice, not knowing a lot of the stuff in the background, like what she said, you know, with making a lot of these phone calls to the judge and the emails. You know, I wasn't a part of those conversations. Well, clearly, she didn't know that stuff ID. either. No, you know what I mean? No, at so all. much came out. So much came out about this judge. But yeah, we were able to, um, we had, well, we got the DV case dismissed once the first time because dad didn't show up. And mm-hmm. then he showed up late after we were leaving, and then the judge literally undismissed the case. <laughs> mm. <laughs> but you know, when we got uh, dismissed yeah. and everything, we, you know, we were able to negotiate that away. So those cases got dismissed and, and whatever. Well, you know, so, in 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 his defense, I will say this: if someone took my kids away. I'd end up on drugs and beating somebody up too. So that would be a legit 
case against me. Hands down. Well, he know what lie to tell. And this is why <laughs> he know what lie to tell. No, I don't know if you remember when we first met, Stu. Yeah. I told you what people do in family court is you either create a fake emergency or you create yeah. a fake DV. So, yep. Because family and court is the, such a long the DV being process what? and domestic violence. I'm right. sorry. Right. So that people do that a lot because family court is very taxing and it requires so much patience mm -hmm. that those are your shortcuts. Mm -hmm. Right. You know? But the thing is, yeah. you shouldn't even want the circumstances that allow you to take those shortcuts to exist because that means something horrible is happening to your child. Mm -hmm. Correct. So it's like you're speaking these things on your child just for an advantage in court. It's like that's that's disgusting. Right. So. So um. Uh, welcome, Sean. How Garrity. many months after we filed the appeal, Mickey? Did we actually get a decision on the appeal? We waited for Ooh. a while. And yeah. mind you, I asked the appeals court for expedited treatment, and they granted it. And yeah. okay. still waiting. How long? I'd have been 30 more days. So expedited is usually four, maybe 50. It definitely came anywhere between 15, yeah, 15, 30 days. Had to been because I remember waiting. I think we waited nearly 60 days for that decision. Really? <laughs> I Man. I didn't tell you this, but I was looking at 60 days, and, then, and I think the appeals court gave us a decision on day like 58, day 59. What? Maybe you're right because we had to stay the case. Like he wanted to get off child support. He wanted to do so many things, and Tasha had to say, "Hey, look, stay all of this stuff. Don't make no changes. Don't do nothing until we hear back on this appeal from what you did, <laughs> you know, a couple months ago." And uh, yeah, we had to wait. So you're probably right. My memory uh, must be mistaken there. So we waited, and then um, we you know, we're we'll taking on in that. Wait, 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 wait. Um, after the even the appeal came, it was uh, it was it was it was half it was half uh, it was half one, you know. It, 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 was it half didn't half overturn anything. <laughs> nothing overturned. All we had to do, yeah. So yeah, the appeals court said, "Listen." So so the so. Court said, Look, the expedited. We all the problems. We they expedited it, and it still took around yeah. sixty days. Yeah. So the appeals court granted our petition with 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 an asterisk. <laughs> so they said, "Listen, mm -hmm. we see all of the issues that you raised mm -hmm. in your petition, right? But before we deal with all of that, the first thing that needs to happen is the judge needs to give you your follow-up hearing." So the court granted right. our petition on that. The court, you know, Judge Quirky needs to give you a follow-up hearing. Pronto. Right. Judge Corky still did not want to give us a hearing. Worse. Mm. Worse. That's not the only that's not the only um hearing she was entitled to. Before she knew about the the Broward case, she had filed her own case in North Carolina. Okay. Mm. So whenever that. you have two cases, whenever you have two states who can hear a case regarding a child regarding children, the two courts in those states have to communicate with each other and figure out, okay, which one of us is gonna take this case? Okay? 
Mm-hmm. The two courts have to communicate. There is a law that requires that. And the parties have to be present. So I made contact with the North Carolina court, uh, with the judge's assistant and all of that. I'm, we, I contacted them at least like three times, right, Nikki? And I told right, you about my contact with them. So um, when we came to court finally to ask the judge to um, to discuss what the appeals court said with the with the with Judge Quirky, I mentioned to him, Your Honor, we also, you know, we are also entitled to the jurisdiction hearing with us in North Carolina. So the judge is like, oh, well, I've been calling them and I can't get everyone. Meanwhile, the North Carolina judge, they're like, no, that's the other way around. We've been calling Judge Quirky and not getting nothing from him. Mm. And we've been extending the case and extending the case, waiting for him to get back to us. So he was just, he was, he was a Bible quoting crook. <laughs> Listen, and so, here we go again. Again, it shows up that yeah, people wearing robes, but still, there are people under these robes. There's still you know, people. It gets better. It gets better because he, he wasn't just a liar. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> it gets better. So, um, he, he lied about the North Carolina court. Um, and then, instead of ruling on our motion... He sent us back in his chamber with that of his attorney for a formal an informal mediation session, um, which is it's it's weird because every other judge, if you've been to mediation once and it failed, that's it. They're not going to keep sending you. But he just right. didn't want to make a decision. No. So so Miss uh, so Nikki was right on the cusp. Um, we have this mandate now from the appeals court. Mm-hmm. So yeah. all we have to do now, since they weren't giving us a real court date, I'm like, okay, fine. Let's get on the judge's morning calendar because the judge's morning calendar is like just a flock of people with little five-minute things. So I'm okay. like, fine, let's show up to this, the five-minute calendar and ask for a court date, uh, a longer court date. Mm-hmm. So we set that up, and I think the morning or the day before or two days before we were supposed to show up for that, I got the worst news of my life. Mm-hmm. And I had to tap a friend who was a lawyer to um, take calls to my office for a week. And Nikki, we talked okay. recently. I didn't realize this. Nikki didn't know that I was only going to be out of office for a week. I thought I sent an email to everybody. Um, but um, so, yeah, my lawyer friend, her office was taking calls for me and sort of relaying messages between me and my clients. But up until this point, Nikki was used to just calling me and me picking up the phone. Right. Yeah. But I'm falling apart. I'm looking for a therapist. I'm falling into depression and all of this stuff. So um, that week, um, Nikki, I'll let you go ahead. But my take on it was just the anxiety just became a lot. You, You went and did what you felt you needed to do. Yeah, you know, at this point, you know, time had been nothing of the essence, you know, it's, I had, I stayed in Florida for 30 days, had to go back to North Carolina, I'm working, I'm also, you know, in communications with her from North Carolina, and uh, nothing had happened still to that point, no hearing, I thought we had some leeway with the appeal, um, basically saying you 
are entitled to your legal right for this judge to have a hearing back on that temporary motion that he put in place for my kids to be taken from me and placed back with the dad. And um, he just was blatantly ignoring this. And by Tasha's mm-hmm. words at this time was just like, no way was we getting on the calendar. I've never seen anything like it. We're well over 60 days from the, from the time that his order had been in place. So now my kids, you know, haven't seen him for four months. This order that he put in place has now kept me from my kids from an, for an additional four months. And Tasha had her emergency. I hadn't, uh, the only news that I had was that she had an emergency and right. that they were going to get back to me when she'd be back in the office. So, of course, you know, my anxiety is kicking in. I'm like, geez, any more time with my kids? He's also moving around. I'm not talking to my kids. I'm not seeing them. I don't know where they live. And, of course, I, you know, with my anxiety kicking in, I, I had to find another attorney to try to come in um, and, and try to help and assist yes. me. And didn't we do so another I, I emergency mean, while we were waiting on the appeals court because he wouldn't give you his new address? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we went yeah, to that. Yeah, we had to do another emergency hearing for that. And right before the hearing started, they broke down and gave us the address. And they gave the address. And then the judge walked moving. in. Yeah, the judge walked mm-hmm. in with an attitude like, well, why did y'all make me come here? Right. How dare you make me do my job? Very correct. Very correct. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. So, and that wasn't the first time. It's been two. Second lawyer. You don't have to use his name, but tell him about. So, basically, everything Nikki and I went through, we we set up the layup, Stu. Yeah. Yeah. All her attorney had to do was just just think it. Just not mess up the layup. He, all he had to do was just boom. Yeah. Just sit his hand. Yeah. So, you know, I found a new attorney. Uh, he came in. You know, obviously I'm in North Carolina, so I kind of picked somebody who randomly off a of Craigslist. You know, I couldn't go back through. I don't know why I just didn't go back through um, oh, honey, you the, the, Broward, the board. Yeah, I think I found him off a of Craigslist that he was offering some kind of deal or something. I'm not sure. But the complexity of what was going on with me, it, it kind of changed, uh, I guess, the rate of things. Right. Um, nonetheless, he was available. He was eager to just go in and, and, and show up. I think I had a hearing probably a week. After that, like she said, it was probably not far before hearing. So he come in and, uh, you know, he just did not take into anything that Tasha had already set up. He didn't even try to contact her. I heard didn't try to pick up a file from where we started. Um, and he just wanted to start a different route of things. He wanted to try to just, um, he just, he didn't even pay attention to that. I wanted a hearing. He just wanted to dive into, okay, well, Let's see, you know, because we were born, because we weren't married, he wanted to just really dive in on that, that legal fact that the kids, I am the le- the kid's legal guardian. So he went on that. So we completely did not still get a hearing on the temporary hearing. And for six months, I don't know, he kind of just showed up to hearings. He had a lot of bark, but no bite and, and, and a lot of filings that didn't get me anywhere. When he showed up to hearings, I felt like he was a yes man because in the result, after I ended up having to fire him, uh, the dad had been, the child support case that I had initially did the filing on, he had about 
9,000, maybe more in, in, in arrears. Well, and he owed me. Oh, wow. Okay, 13,000 in arrears that he yeah, owed when me. When he took the kids from her, he, he was in arrears. He had back child support of like oh, yeah. $10,000. He had owed so me years time, of child support. Yeah, so he time. owed me all this money. Ebony, that is illegal not to get the address. That's why we filed the emergency motion. And because they didn't want to answer to the judge about it, they gave us the address at the last minute before the judge walked in. Um, yeah. <laughs> so now it come into where he turned the case around because now he have the kids saying she's supposed to pay him. Yeah, he ultimately, you know, the dad took advantage of that. Yeah, he filed a he filed a hearing wow. that he wanted to abate and get rid of the child support. So when when the other attorney came on, he just showed up to the hearing, and I felt like he just nodded his head at whatever was going on. At the end of the day, I'm like, what happened? What went on? And when I found out later on, what he did was when the dad filed his motion to abate and get rid of his child support. The judge actually literally signed off and erased every dollar and dime that that my kid's father had owed. So that thirteen thousand got was erased to be and kidding gone. me. Like, like zeroed out. Yeah. And one hearing yeah. zeroed out, and it was gone. So he don't owe no child support. Like it's literally zero. It's a racist bond. He has the kids. Every month that he had them. It, it wiped out more and more of his arrears until finally it was all wiped out. No, that wasn't even it, Tasha, no. Because he only had them at this time up until maybe seven months, eight months. That still wasn't enough to take 13000 off of his off of his arrears. Oh, wow. His attorney at the time, yeah, his attorney at the time got them to not only do the credit for the time that he had the kids, which was probably about, at this time, seven, eight months, um, as well as to just completely get rid of the remaining. So say 7000 was left, it's like, look, let's just get rid of the whole 7000 so now it's nothing. And uh, I didn't get wind of this until much, much later, until I'm trying to get child support, and they're like, what are you talking about? There, there is no arrears. He has no arrears. And I'm like, what do you mean he has no arrears? I have paperwork that shows at this time he had arrears. Like, where did it go? It didn't just disappear in thin air. So... That was one wow. thing. I I, yeah, that was that. I couldn't even mm -hmm. waste time thinking about that mm -hmm. kind of money that's just numbers in the air. I had to think about the custody and, and the fact that this new attorney had not gotten me any time sharing. Mm -mm. Didn't get me closer to seeing my kids. Set up nothing. So, Dad's lawyer is a bully. He was a bully. Yeah, oh, and oh I, yeah. I say that, I say that, and I have a good report with him outside of court. Well, when we're against each other, you know, it's like if you're not, if you don't have your own backbone, he'll run over you. So I know because when, when I, when you've been on a case as an attorney, you get certain notifications on the case in the future, even if you're not on it anymore. So when she got a new attorney, I saw the thing pop up and I looked the guy up and I'm like, that's where he's going to eat this guy alive. Mm. Oh, yeah, and that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. Um, so, like I said, he only wanted to really focus on the fact that I had the children out of wedlock, that me and dad was never married, and that there was no paternity on the baby child. Um, I guess there was some motion that he must have filed and waiting again another three months before we, we thought we were going to have a hearing. And I felt like it was really strong. It was a really strong motion that he needed to, you know, his last chance to turn things around 
And instead of this uh, course, Mr. Corsi doing that, uh, he just removed himself. He reprimanded himself. He just removed himself. Like this man throwing the towel. He's just <laughs> basically saying, I want to be my judge no more. Oh, and he left. Yes, the judge. Yeah, after after that attorney uh, filed motion, basically saying, hey, you need oh, to turn the children funny. over he immediately. He did. He refused himself, and oh, uh, he why. just left. Let me tell you why. Now. Wow. So remember I told you this judge already came to family court because he got in trouble. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. right. Okay. So he caught some more trouble is what happened. So I, um, I, uh, I don't even remember why I ended up looking this up. But, oh, yeah, because as attorneys, you get these bulletins about, you know, when other attorneys, including judges, are disciplined. We have, you know, an attorney newspaper we get every month. Right. So it came out that Judge Quirky was being looked into again by the JQC, the Judicial Qualification Committee, which basically, you know, if you if you get in trouble as a judge, those are people that deal with you. Right. Among other their other functions. So turns out Judge Quirky was doing this to a lot of mothers. Mm-hmm. There were so many complaints from women who had cases before him getting the same treatment that Nikki got. He even had his assistant, the poor girl, put fake cases on his calendar so that when people called in to ask for court dates, he would look unavailable. Mm-hmm. Like, these are, these are documents that I read. Okay? Wow. I see the, 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 the emails to his assistant. I've seen the text messages to his assistant. Mm. All of right. this is in, it might not be a public record, but I got, I got them. <laughs> right. Okay. So, you know, so, so he crazy. Was doing this to a lot of mothers and he was just basically not wanted to work. He didn't want to be there. He was putting fake cases on his calendar to look like his calendar was full. And then he was just out doing foolishness. Oh, oh wow. I'm here seeking remedy through him because he's the judge to even sit down and have and hear anything that I had to say. Right. I felt like he was being biased. I felt like it kind of felt like it was personal, even though I I only had two informal mediations in his back office without him. The judge saw me twice and, and, and I was being dragged through the mud. My kids' bones were being stepped on by the justice system for sure. Wait, 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 um, wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You're saying that the judge, you had a a meeting with the judge and the judge ripped you a new one without the aid of yeah. the father of the children? He, he just, he, we had informal <laughs> mediations with the dad. I had informal mediations with the dad, yeah. but the judge wasn't even present. Oh, the, fa- the judge so wasn't we go present. Okay. The, yeah. No, the judge was in prison, but okay. the dad was, you know. Yeah. So it just was, uh, that was a waste of time. So, you know, like I said, by the time this other attorney finally came up with, you know, really good argument, like, you know, Tasha had was, you know, hey, you need to look at what you did. 
Um, this parent is the sole legal guardian. These children are in the state of Florida in the custody of someone whom the court has no paternity on and, you know, so on and so forth with these legal guardians and whatnot. And, you know, really like, okay, wow, this is so strong. We're definitely going to get a hearing. Like, he has to hear. And, yeah, he just threw in the towel. He said, you know what, I'm wiping, I'm wiping my hands with you guys. I don't have nothing to do with this. And that was it. Um, yeah, I threw me in limbo. Yeah, I know why. Hey, you know, why is that? Dad's lawyer used to try to tell me, oh, I have this on your client, I have that on your client, so you need to agree to this and that. I mm-hmm. said, listen, because like I, talk, like I always say, 80% of family cases end in mediation, right? Judges don't want to, no judge really wants to make a decision for your family. Right. Um, they're just not lazy. You know, but they they rather the parents make the decision. So I would tell, you know, dad's lawyer, like, okay, well, we can sit down and talk about such and such and such when you show me the pictures or the videos you claim to have. Right. I'm betting any amount of money. And that's why he came after me so hard because he couldn't push me over. So I'm betting Mm -hmm. any amount of money that your second lawyer ran out the way he did because he gave him the same speech. Oh, I have pictures of this. I have video of that. Yeah, I think he <laughs> believed it. He probably oh, he believed it. Won. Yeah. So he just he gave to whatever the lie was without even trying to give me the benefit of the doubt. For sure. You know what I mean? That's with that attorney. But, you know, the judge, he Mm-mm. just decided to up and leave. You know, he took whatever he had with him. He did not yeah, hear that hearing that case. He the judge quit before he could get fired. He he gave yeah. up he gave up the bench, and I believe he gave up his license too. That's what he better so, did. Yeah. I was coming for the throat. But well, well, hold up. Yeah, so he so, left. Is it, this is a problem I have with with, with 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 some things? You know, here it is when you have people like this in positions that they that they were in, ruining lives. And then mm-hmm. they can get up mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm done. And the lives remain ruined, but they get yeah. to go and play some other game somewhere else. Just like that. I don't that. know where Judge Quirky is now. I don't know where Judge Quirky is now. It doesn't, do it doesn't really matter. Why, why can't he get... get, get he, it's still, what he still did was illegal. It's still illegal. Yeah. It was done. Very I think correct. he's an author now. I think he's writing books. He, Very correct. My point is, why can't he still? Why can't he be prosecuted for what he did? This is the problem that I am having. Well, th- that's the thing. I mean, he, he didn't violate criminal law. He he vi- or he was accused of violating because the thing the thing that he was being looked into wasn't even our case. He was catching trouble for a whole other thing. So yeah. He was he was being accused of violating the judicial code of ethics, so they were going to get him, but he decided to you know play out, if you will. But even if he so, did jump ship before it sank, what his actions still caused the ship to he sink? Lost, he lost the bench. He had <laughs> the honor and the pay of being a judge, and he lost it. No, I'm not saying that was justice, but he that's definitely no, lost that's something. Not, that's 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 no, it's not. It doesn't even measure up. No, it's not justice because 
you have all these different mothers is that's in Nikki's position. And yeah. at least, you know, her story turned out a certain way. We don't know what happened with those other mothers and their kids. You know, these kids, they were in the house with, with you know, dad. And dad had all type of things going on in the house. There was guns, drugs, just, just bad environment. Domestic mm -mm. violence between him and the girlfriend. Um, you know, family members who aren't even allowed to be around kids or around the kids being left alone. Um, you know, not going to school. Um, a lot of things is going on. I know that they were trying to keep me from, which is why they moved so much. And, uh, you know, and ultimately his dad's goal was he didn't want to pay child support. Uh, and that's so common here in Florida that's or with anybody. <laughs> he did not want to pay child support. Right. And he basically took the kids and did what he did because he wanted to get off child support. But the crazy thing about it, he knew once he got off child support, once he was able to erase everything, in order to stay off everything, he needed to keep the kids. Um, but he was neglectful to them in, 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 in more ways than one. That was not, yes. you know, conducive to the kids, not to their education, and ultimately education, not to their, their mental state. Because, yeah. He kept me from them. I mean, before I could even have a day to see the kids, I want to say uh, it probably by a year came. That's when I started having any kind of, like, video chat. And that was through um, the new judge. Once we got the new judge, the new judge was said, hey, you know, because you live in North Carolina, we can at least establish you having phone calls. And that's when I finally started to start talking and seeing the kids, and this is of, of the upward of about nine of uh, ten months to a year. Yeah, ten mm -hmm. months to a year without mm -hmm. seeing them. We filed the motion for that. We filed the motion for a guardian ad litem. We filed all the motions. Yeah. And all her second lawyer had to do was just get hearings for these motions so that the judge could give her these things, and it didn't happen. So the no. new judge came in. Judge, um, what's um. I'm not gonna call her Karen. What's what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not gonna call her Bumpy either. You're not gonna call her what either? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you remember you remember Kate plus eight, the yeah. white lady with the bob? I'm just gonna call her yeah. just Kate. Yeah. <laughs> so just Kate came in. She had the same bob. Like <laughs> She had the same mom. Okay. Judge Kate came in. Judge Kate, Judge Kate plus eight came in. And yeah. um and she was a good judge. I mean, she, she had a personality issue, which ended up with her being thrown out of family court and sent over to criminal court. Oh boy. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm telling you, Broward, we, we went through it. So Definitely. I don't feel like any of the judges were any better. Not to not not in my mind. No. By the time she came, yeah. By the time she came, she she her her motto and out of her own words, out of her own mouth, mind you, took me three months to get to this new judge after he threw in the towel. That's three months of not seeing my kids, not talking to them, you know, finding where he lived, trying to have. You know, the police go and check the house out, and then they move next, and no phone number. So once Again. we got to this judge, yeah, so once we got to this new judge, she's like, look, we don't, I don't even want to dis 
discuss what happened and how we got here. I want to create new footsteps going forward. Oh no! That's what we're gonna do. Oh no! A lot of judges say that. How we got a here. lot of judges say that. No, 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 and no, I, I no, think, no. I think it's more of a, yeah, it's more of a, you know, kind of a not wanting to be bothered. So it was, so it was horrible. No, we haven't gotten to the third lawyer. We already got to the oh. new, new judge. And when she said that, it was, again, a I lost a lot of battles. I lost a lot of battles. That was a loss. Her not wanting to discuss anything that happened prior to her coming, and that, that includes the temporary order. That includes the fact that there had been no, no paternity. She didn't want to discuss anything. All she wanted to discuss was, well, how is dad with the kids now? Not how he was, what <laughs> happened. How is he with kids to date and going forward? So basically, in his eyes and his attorney, they had a new slate. All you need to do is continue keeping the kids, put them to school, give her her video chats or whatnot, and you should then you would have the kids clean out. Like they really thought they were riding out on a white horse at this point. And uh, and it became difficult, you know what I mean. And I, I from and it just slowly but surely I got some of my rights, even though my rights had never been taken away, and they never deemed that I was on any drugs or anything was wrong with me. We we discussed nothing of the past. We didn't discuss his past. My past wasn't discussed. Nothing was discussed. It was basically like, where are you guys going from this point on? He's already with the kids, and I'm not even entertaining the fact of you getting the kids back because at this point, it's already been a year. They're in school. What? They've been in Florida for a year. We're not even entertaining them. We're not moving them. That was the name of the game, DJ. When I first no, met you, remember? No, 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 A long no, time ago, no. I said, yes. this is the game. Mm -mm. This is the game when it comes to children at family court. If you just keep them a long time, then after a while... You know, the, whatever dirty tactics you use, right? The court is always just wanting to look at the best interest of the children. Now, me personally, yep. it would have been nothing to me. Like, okay, if I move them one last time, I know that's going to be a permanent move, and they're not going to move again. So, whatever. Right. But this judge, you know, she just she looked at the fact that they had already come back here from North Carolina, and they had already moved to North Carolina in 2014. I'm just like, that's 2014. They were babies. So what she didn't want to disrupt their stability, which yeah, I already told you that's said. a huge factor. So, yeah. so she so she basically just took the case as 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 she found it and moved forward. Yep. So yep. you're saying, Nikki, that you were self represented for a while before your third lawyer? Uh for uh, maybe a little bit. Um, but yeah, I think when I found my third lawyer, I was trying to mostly pay her to show up to hearings, but I tried to do a lot of the preparing, some of the, uh, motions and whatnot myself. And some of these motions included, you know, we still did not have a parenting plan. By the time I got to my third attorney, we still didn't have a parenting plan. All I had was, all I had was like maybe three three uh motions that granted me um video chat um it granted me to be able to talk to and communicate with dad through talking parent which is an online uh, online chat uh 
to discuss all kind of uh, communication because he didn't want to speak to me on the phone. He didn't want to email me and anything. So anytime me and dad communicated, it was through this online third party um, website right. um, that we had to communicate to through. Um, and I think that he, they, that we just, uh, had like any time I came to visit in Florida, I could get them for the weekend with like certain notice or something like that. So I made it my business to try to travel. I was traveling like once a month or every other month, uh, depending on how my job schedule worked out. This was before I got to the third attorney. So, you know, it, it was really hell, you know, because he interfered with the video chat. Video chat would be two seconds. Uh -huh. Times a minute, less than that. Um, in the dark, can't see the kid's face. He coach them what to say. Kids telling me they don't want to talk to me today just to satisfy the time. Other times he didn't answer. I mean, it got really bad. I started recording, you know, the video chats and whatnot, thinking that these would be lengthy evidence of how he's interfering once again with my time sharing. Even though I'm not seeing the kids physically, even if it's a phone call, he was interfering. And to no remedy to the court as well as at all. Those, these are things yep. that the, the judge again did not entertain. She didn't want to hear anything like that. You know, she didn't come to anything like that. You know, I would come visit Florida. Mm -hmm. I would give him the proper notice, notify him through the third party site. He didn't show up. Police would come. He didn't show up. They can't do anything. It, 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 ha it this happened again for about another year. Another year of uh, interruptions year. in my visit, another multiple interruptions in my video calls, and, uh, you know, just him not even giving them me them on certain holidays, things of that sort. Um, if I sent gifts for them in the mail, he threw them in the trash. Mm -mm. It, 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 really was, it really was like a living hell. It was, it, it was it, you cannot try to see Grammy through the court. I got a third attorney, yeah. and this was about wrapping things up, just trying to get to a final hearing, trying yeah. to get to that. Yeah. Finally they, trying to they, get they to a final hearing. To a general magistrate. They sent her yeah. case to the general magistrate because sometimes that will get you a hearing sooner than waiting until the judge's calendar has time. Okay. So, yeah. so they sent her case to the general magistrate for trial. So... Mm -hmm. We're way past review what the first judge did. We're at the end of the case now. They're going to yeah. trial. Definitely going so, to trial after two years. Mm -hmm. Trial is that one day. Because all family judges will tell you, I want to focus on, you know, going forward. They they all say that. Trial is that one day. Because when you're when you're setting the time sharing schedule for the first time, mm. you have to take a whole list of factors in, into account which includes things from the past. So if there's any time Normally. that she could finally get her story heard, mm -hmm. that she could finally get her whole story heard, it would have been at trial. Okay. But, but what happened with the trial, Vicky? <laughs> yeah, you know, I had this, I got the third attorney, and, you know, she reviewed everything. She was a little more pro with getting information and background. She contacted uh, Tasha got my file, you know, really was really strong with her motions, but she also had no bite. She had no bite. Uh, so going into this, going into the, uh, trial, uh, you know, dad didn't, you know, he didn't file a witness list, you know, certain things like that. 
So my attorney didn't know who was going to be showing up on his behalf or she didn't think anybody was because there was no witness list. Mm-hmm. When we showed up to trial, he comes with three people. And the judge is like, allowed it. She was like, okay, this what? is what you can do. You can either take five minutes and go outside and talk to all of these witnesses that I am going to allow. Or what you can do is reschedule. I'm not going to be here for this time, which is well after summer. So you're going to be looking at two, three months out for another hearing or trial. If you're not taking that on today, it's your choice. So that GM, that general magistrate, like she's generally, she's generally all right, but she, she really did have a don't want to be bothered attitude. Like, do you think like, that was because of, she, of, of the judge just, that was involved prior? No. I found out, because when she said she wasn't going to be there in a few months, I found out the reason she was leaving the bench is she had some really serious health issues. Okay. But mm, even before right. I found out about that, I just always knew her to be a... See, there's a, there's a beauty to being cut, dry to the point, and no nonsense. And I like that about her. She really cared about children. Mm-hmm. But it just seemed like toward the end, it's like she just she didn't want to be bothered with nothing. So yeah. Nikki felt the pressure. Basically, Nikki ended up settling the case without going to trial. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, would, I, I, I felt forced of, into it. Looking at how yeah. the GM was acting and all the advice of mm-hmm. her attorney at the time. Yep. Yep, yep. It was like, hey, do you want to see your kids at least for the summer? You told me it's been two years. You haven't seen your kids. You want to get this time with them. You've missed out so much. Or do you want to continue this fight knowing that the kids are not ever going to be moving back to North Carolina with you because they've been here so long? So I felt like I was just losing this battle. I caved and I and I was able to, you know, make come to an agreement and, you know, I the agreement basically was I would get them that summer all to my own expense, um, as well as returning them at to my own expense. Uh, and then I guess I would have the kids, you know, it was a long distance parenting plan. So anytime I was in town, I got to see the kids and uh, he was to continue the video calls and we were supposed to communicate. I was supposed to file one kid. He filed one kid as far as our taxes, things of that sort. Um, and of course things didn't, didn't, didn't work out like that. You know, the summer went pretty good because I had them. Right. And, uh, after that, things continued to crumble. And, you know, again, I'm, I'm losing every single battle. I had no one up, you know what I mean? And, uh, I just held tight to everything. And I think that, and then the child support, you know, I found out that there was child support. I had to assess child support. The child support was assessed incorrectly. I had to pay over almost close to $800 or $700 in child support for the two kids. What? Um, yeah. And so that happened. I had to pay that for well, um, maybe a year, just shy of a year. Um, yeah. I had and to she pay couldn't that. afford so it. Was just, no, I couldn't afford that. Country. She couldn't even afford that. No, it definitely, yeah, I didn't notice it was miscalculated until I got contacted again. Now, Mm-mm. here we are three years later, I contacted Tasha. And I'm like, Tasha, I need help. This is ridiculous. And she looks at everything. She's like, oh, my God, what's been going on with you? She's like, this is way too much. It it should have been calculated like this. And I think she started trying to help me with trying to get that addressed until he ran ran into his own legal issues. (laughs) Dad ran into some legal issues. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Dad ran into legal issues. 
oh no, I'm gonna tell them what it is. So Oh go ahead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> So we're talking about, okay, how do we move on and get child support figured up right and everything. And then all of a sudden, dad is in the news for shooting a kid. Could we what? Not one of her kids. Not one of her kids. Dad is in the yeah. news for shooting this 13-year-old boy. So dad is <clears throat> locked up. Yep. And he violated his, what was it, probation or pro- probation, right? No, I think so, I think what ended up happening is he violated pretrial by picking up a domestic charge, and uh, that, okay, that's yeah. Oh lord! So dad is locked up, no bail, no bond, and they don't know when he's going to trial, and they don't know when he's getting out. Yep. He is, and he that's is, how I got the kids, <laughs> and that's, that's exactly how, how I got my kids back. <laughs> I got my kids on a humdrum because he messed up, and yeah pretty much caught charges and that's exactly how and if that wasn't the case i i don't know if i would even hold my breath to know if i would even have gotten my kids back wow i don't think no it way. there's no way and so and then it took going to court just to just to do that so when yeah. he got arrested the the um dcf called me or I, I, you know, I called them because I understood they were involved and was like, yo, file an emergency petition and we'll come testify and da-da-da-da-da. Because, you know, we saw the guns in the house and the kids were, you know, da-da-da. All these different things. So mm-hmm. I filed a petition um, and it's granted, um, again, it's an emergency. So at first blush it was granted, but then we had the follow-up hearing. Mm-hmm. So at the follow-up hearing, the DCF come to court and change their testimony. Oh, the kids were fine. Oh, they were clean and we didn't see any. And I'm just like, who the hell did y'all send to this hearing? Where oh, is the God. investigator I talked to? That's who I put on the subpoena. Mm-hmm. So the investigator who came to court, she was there too. They both investigated it. Mm-hmm. And, um, and she came to court and she just, she flipped her story. And then you had the attorney for um, the state because if they couldn't locate mom, they were going to, you know, put the kids in foster care until they could find someone to keep them. Right. So the attorney who, the attorney for the state had secret conversation with the judge, with Judge Kate. Mm-mm. And Judge Kate was like, well, the kids have been in Florida all this time. Like, a lot of improper stuff happened. So yeah, again. So she basically already made up her mind before we got to court. I felt like so. Yeah, yeah, she already made up her mind before she got to court. So she she let my client keep the kids, but she did not let her leave Florida with them. Mm -mm. So so since that time, Nikki has had her kids back, but she's been here in Florida. And I told her, I said, listen. Um, at this time, now I was working for the big firm. I said, listen, you can't afford me over here, but I'll tell you what to do. So after yeah. that point, Nikki got to work, um, whatever form she needed, we talked about it. She went, she, mm-hmm. I mean, she, she could probably represent somebody now on the low. <laughs> she got, <laughs> Very correct. Done. she got, she got everything done. And then when it was time to go to court, I sent her, well, I didn't send you, I, um, you found my mentor at the time on your own. Yeah. 
And I was going to tell you about her. And it just all came together that you met her on your own. So my mentor at the time took her, went to court with her. And by that time, Judge Kate was gone to criminal court because, you know, everybody was complaining on her. She was going on very nasty in some mm -hmm. other ways. But so now Judge, well, he, this judge, who would I call this judge? Mm. Here we go. Yeah, you, you've been on a roll with these he, names. He was, a cool, he was a cool guy. He just had a bit of an attitude, but he was no different. He was, he was kind of mercurial, you know, but he was he was all right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, don't Whitey. Know. I was going to call him Judge Whitey. Whitey. Only because <laughs> I have reasons for that. But Judge Whitey, <laughs> but I mean, he was a white-haired man all over. He was white-haired all over. Okay. Yeah. There different reasons for that moniker. Okay. So Judge Whitey came in. <laughs> um, also, he had gotten in trouble in, in criminal court and was sent over to family court. So the same thing as Judge Quirky. Mm -mm. So Judge Whitey, um, you know, Nikki went in there with my mentor, you know, mm. after doing all the legwork on her own that yeah. I coached her through the phone. And finally got the order saying, okay, mom's, mom's going to have the kids. So the kids have been with her. And so I, you know, I was like, well, Nikki, listen, if you want to stay in Florida, fine. If you want any hope of taking them back with you, you have to come back to Florida. Mm -hmm. Which was a yeah. big risk for her at the time because she had established life in North Carolina already. And she was right. doing better there. Yeah. But I was like, I'm yeah. telling you, while while Judge Kate was still there, before Judge Whitey came in, I said, listen, if you if you want any chance of having them back full time, you're going to have to move back to Florida. So it's a good thing. You know what I'm saying? It's a good thing that the Judge Kate and the attorney for the state had that backdoor conversation, which they probably really should not have had because right. the attorney for the state came back and told me what the judge was feeling. It's like she wants mm -hmm. to rule in your favor, but she's just concerned because the kids have been in Florida all this time. She's not sure it's, it's good for them to go back to North Carolina. So, you know, I was able, and I wouldn't have known that unless I, I like, I went down there in person. Like, whoever's on this case, I need to talk to this person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so we were able to get that piece of information, and I was able to tell Nikki, listen, this is what the judge is thinking. Just move back to Florida, man. Yeah, yeah. So she's been yeah. down there. Yeah, Tasha's a beast. Tasha's so, definitely a beast. So let me, let me, let me just make sure I, I set this timeline timeline right. This started back in two thousand sixteen. Twenty twenty sixteen. I met you. Yeah. Twenty sixteen. Sure enough. Yep. Yep. Yeah, they started then on, on, on a temporary order that should have never been entered because I, I was never married to this individual and there was only one fraternity established. Um, and, and basically, you know, what they call it here in Florida, what I'm seeing with a lot of uh, other women that, are, that come through something like this, it's kind of like modern-day kidnapping right up, right through under your, right in the face, broad daylight, and through the court system, taking people's kids, keeping them away from the other parent, locking them in through the justice system and, and these court um, 
such cases. There's no and, justice uh, in yeah. this system. This is an injustice system. Listening to this no, story. Yeah, definitely yeah. injustice. Definitely. If dad, if dad never definitely. got lost. That's crazy. No, if dad, if dad never got arrested, the yeah, it definitely would have. Um, you know, I think also because of the, the appeal, the early, the early appeal that I did, a lot of judges um, saw me as a threat. You know, they were like, oh, you know, let me definitely see what, you know, I got to pay attention in this case because, you know, the mother has filed an appeal before. So they look at me and as, you know, a little bit of that kind of problem. Exactly. Mm. So they, they look at me as a problem. Um, but, you know, what it takes and what I want to just kind of put out there for some of your listeners and whatnot is this this process is not for the weak. You know, I mean? you have to be consistent you have to be prepared up you have to know that you know that you know that you know to never ever 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 give up a new site that you will get your kids back you will get your kids now, back. I, I have to tell you this a word about the appeal i don't know what effect it had on judge k plus eight but i know uh, i think i re- can remember you telling me that when when you went into court with my mentor and she mentioned that this case had been appealed before judge whitey like sat up and took notice like because i think that's why he he did yeah. what he did to you, you oh yeah, so it might have been a definitely. problem for former judges but i don't think he saw it as a threat he saw it as oh i better do the right thing yeah i think so too and not only that i had a a, a court reporter so having a court reporter oh, yes. and him having the knowledge that i had been to um appeals court and won he mm-hmm. definitely was, you know, buckling up his belt and saying that he needed to do the right thing um, going forward. Because if not, he, uh, I was definitely going to be taking things where it needed to be. Everything was going to be detailed and marked on the record. I was, I was definitely crossing my eyes and dotting my teeth. Um, yep. So yeah, sure enough, he did the right thing. And you know, and even even though he did the right thing, going through it, he mm-hmm. sounded like he was pro dad. Uh, the only way, but, the but reason judge, why he literally judge gave it to is a pro dad judge. And listen, yeah, he sounded like he was pro dad. He's gone now Yes. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I knew he was pro dad because in the way that he, he talked. But well, hold up. Nikki. Nikki, you yeah. went and got yourself a pro dad attorney in Tasha. <laughs> Came up against all and, these pro dad judges. Yeah, you know what? And I didn't know how much of a beast she was. I just knew that she had, you know, good head on her shoulders. And I think through her talking with dad's attorney at so early on, she became getting wind of a lot of stuff that I started telling her that sounded real eerie that was happening with the kids. And it was confirmed through conversation with dad's attorney. Tasha's lights went on like ding, ding, ding you definitely need to hurry up and get your kids back because this is a scary situation for them. And I think that's what drove her to continue to help me. Even when she wasn't my actual attorney, she gave me great legal advice through and through. Mm -hmm. She actually offered to prepare certain things for me. I mean, when she gave me step-by-step, she said, you do this and when you're done, then you contact me and we go from there. And I did everything she said to the T. I was down at that courthouse like I lived there. I made sure I did everything she said. <laughs> and then, you know, I and, and it also helped me too because it cut down my legal fees. I didn't have the money to right, pay right. $2,300 a month. You know, she gave me these steps. So I was, I was pro se. I was doing a lot of foot legwork by myself, the phone calls, getting on the judges' counties, everything by myself until the day of 
healing and she'd be like, okay, this is where I come. You pay me for two hours or an hour or, you know, 30 minutes to show up or however it would be on her, her hourly rate. And we'd go from there or she'd give me a flat rate. However, even when I found who her mentor was, which is um, my, my very last attorney, right. um, I prayed for her. I, I found that attorney by, after Tasha went, left her own firm. Mm -hmm. I felt so helpless. She left her own firm and she just gave me all these instructions to do. And she went with the, with another firm and she told me basically, you know, that she was limited to what she could do. She was right. limited to answering phone calls. So she was so limited to me. I, I prayed and I did a lot of research and I Googled pro bono and I begged the God for someone to just listen to my story to help me. And I came across this attorney who won like most pro bono cases in Florida, like in 2018 or something. And, you know, I begged her to just hear my story, hear me out. She was willing to do so. Wow. And in doing so, she was, she just gave me like a little small fee and she said she helped me out. Right. And, uh, now, and that's what that's Nikki doesn't from there. know. What Nikki doesn't know is when everything was happening in 2016, mm -hmm. I was going to my mentor telling her everything. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> and I was <laughs> and I was keeping her updated while we were in contact. So yeah. it's like by the time Nikki got to her, she already was familiar. Right. Now by the time she knew Nikki what was her, up. She knew what was up. Now when Nikki met she her, did. she and I were estranged. So it was Nikki, you know bringing up my name and everything made her reach out to me and we you know we talked and everything and came to our understanding but then we start to talk about nikki and she said i knew that was the case you were telling me about because it's the craziest case i ever heard about yeah. i just could not believe and everything that she said do this and do that i would tell her mentor mm -hmm. i already did that yep yeah <laughs> Completely it's like, like small well, you world. Did everything right, you did everything you could do. You know, yeah. so it's just funny how, how the world just collided so, there. So you know, she was able to take it home. Okay, so mm -hmm. how 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 do you classify a system? in which you do everything that you're supposed to do, you do everything the right way, but still end up on the wrong side. You still end up getting. See, you you classify it as human, Stu. You classify it as human. And this is what I tell all of my clients. And I am amazed. And like I said, I have no problem sharing Nikki's story, even though I'm not the star of that story, because yeah. God is blessed to pull off some amazing things for many, and I've seen most, the vast majority of my clients. Oh. You know, I, I can say I am blessed to be able to say that. Like, we've pulled some rabbits out of some hats, and some of it wasn't rabbits out of hat. It was a long, hard-fought process, but we got what we needed in the end. I'm, I'm blessed to say I have the track record that I do, so I don't mind sharing a story where I'm going to tell you the truth. God is the star of this story. Yeah. She 100%. prayed. She a lot. You remember, we prayed. <laughs> and we even got my involved and she prayed with her she said listen you're gonna get your kids back but it's not gonna be quick oh. mm. remember yeah. that from 2016 completely of course of course said, I was but, it's but, you know, but, it's, but it's gonna require patience because i can tell you the moral of this story yeah if not if you hold on you'll get what you want 
No. <laughs> because this same system that she just had to go through failed a lot of other people. Right. But she right. had a word from God. Yeah. And he performed that word. So, yep. you know. And so when the legal system can't, you have to understand, even when it comes to, it's, I, I tell all of my clients, like I said, even though I'm blessed to get good results, I still tell them all at the beginning, man's court may not be your justice. It may mm. not be your happy ending. Yeah. But that and that's so it right there. Expectations going, yeah, you shape expectations going in. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm I'm happy for Nikki. She has the kids. They've been healthy, thriving <laughs> with her. You know, yeah. she has an order saying that she has 100% custody of them. Yes. You know, um, I don't know when dad getting out of jail. He's going to stay right. He has no release date. I can, no bond, no yep. bail, I can tell you he'd better not get out of jail. He's, he stands a better chance nah. in jail with some of the listeners to this broadcast. <laughs> he stands, they don't yeah. even know Nikki. He stands a better chance in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's not enough. Nikki, at this point, Nikki has to do nothing. Nikki is so protected yeah. at this point with from with you know what? the aid of complete strangers. That's why yeah. we need to keep telling her story too. <laughs> it's the Jeez. best thing, you know, because I if I would have got them back earlier, I would have to have to still share them, you know, with this person and so on and so forth. I'm now at a space now where they're completely and fully under my thumb and control, which has always had been best for them, but they're used to. I don't have to share them with anybody. <laughs> they're, I don't have to share them with him because he where he at, and right. I'm not entitled to or legally have to share them with his family because right, right. they treated me and did me any kind of way, so I don't have to do nothing. Right. They are 100% even then, she's been gracious. Even then she's been gracious. Oh, I've been over great. And yeah, she's still keeping them in touch with, you know, dad's family and all this stuff while he's locked up and mm -hmm. letting them video with him. So, and then these are the things because we still have to go to court over other, just other like post matters. There's, she has all the marbles now, so the fight is over, but we still go to court on some other things that are going on. Okay. Um, And that reflects well on her. Judges like to hear that. Judges like to hear that, you know, even when you're not legally required, you're still maintaining the bond. Right, right, right. you can. Right. You know, but yeah, this, it, 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 it was it was crazy. And so, an, another thing that I thought about that I thought was miraculous was just like how um, I never had a case where it's like, I mean, judge after judge after judge. And the yeah. funny yeah. thing is, Judge Whitey, Judge Whitey, the one that finally gave her justice, just like Judge Corky, he he was very familiar with dad's lawyer too because he came from criminal court. Right. But dad's lawyer never ended up showing up again during that part of the case because he had had a heart attack. Oh. <laughs> and started. Ebony, don't even say it. He has, I, I don't do, listen, listen. You mentioned heart attack, I don't, I don't and I, 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 give if you if, look at look at the things that Ebony has been saying on this, in, including that crazy story on 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 these posts, including that that, that crazy story of her cousin in Michigan, and and for those wow, that are listening, wow, wow, wow. let me let me tell you really quickly. 
she says, my cousin was taken by her dad and the state of Michigan would not do anything. Her mom literally stole her back and the state wouldn't help the dad either. Talk about crazy stories, that right there. But yeah. everybody know you yeah. cannot have his, his cell block number. You cannot have his cell number. You cannot have the prison that he <laughs> is currently in. You can have nothing, <laughs> Ebony. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. So that, that lawyer couldn't even come back to do whatever he did with, do the same thing with Judge Whitey that he did with Judge Quirky because he, he, like, they were trying to get him to come back, too. And so what happened was after the case, um, dad's lawyer and I, you know, you fight with lawyers all the time and then you develop a rapport. Right. So he would even call me from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, when you're not facing him, he, you know, he's an he's all a right nice guy. guy. He's a cool guy. Right. Yeah, he's, he's actually a teddy bear. But, you know, when we're against each other, I have to cuss off some bad word on him. But, but you know, teddy bears, teddy bears are dangerous creatures. But he was, yeah, but They're still you know, bears. But you know, me, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he told oh, me, yeah. like, look, I'm, I'm out of this practice. I'm, I'm not doing. I'm done. I had a heart attack. You know, I, oh, I, yeah. I'm not doing any more of this. So it's like, God moved the attorney. God moved judges. Yeah, like, he did everything for her. Yeah, he definitely did. And uh, it, it, like I said. It really is. It really is God because I, I don't know. I had to go through that. I, I'm, I am the pivot of someone else's story to, to, to be that encouragement. And going forward from here, you know, I've just been trying to see how I can help other women who find themselves lost, who find themselves in the same predicament, who aren't getting, you know, uh, any kind of justice through the system because I know all the loopholes that they tried to throw me in. And mm. all the, 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 the doubt and the things that they try to do to discourage you. Because right, I right. got discouraged many and many and many times. Yeah. I, like I yes. said, if it wasn't for Tosh having someone like Tasha who I could call to say, hey, this is going on. What do you think about this attorney? Or, hey, you know, do you mind taking a minute and looking at my file? And she always made me feel like I still was her client even when I wasn't her client because she knew what was going on. And, and, and she'd look up the case. She'd look up that last motion. She'd give me her legal advice. She'd tell me just what I need to say and do. And, 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 you know, and all of this, a lot of it, you know, I, you know, Tasha doesn't want to take too much credit, but I probably owe Tasha a lot more money than, than, than anything else. You know what I mean? Because I knew this, there were times I'm sitting in her office for hours and, and this is her talking to me about giving me a timeline on you need to do X, Y, Z. Then you call me, and I mean, she did this to the very last day, but she had her own practice because then she went to work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I mean, she helped me to no cost. And, and honestly, the cost is what I'm, what I'm having right now, which is my children with me 100%. You know, I've had to move back. I did everything she told me to do. I moved back here. I've been back in Florida. God blessed me with a decent job. I was able to kind of keep the child support until I was able to cut it off. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and just show my wits and, and pay what I can of justice to whatever they needed. And, um, and, and I'm just so thankful of that. I, 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 I owe so much to her and, and, um, and, and having my story, I, I want to be a vehicle to being able to help other women. I, I know I'm definitely not the only one. I know I'm not yeah. the only one. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure this story can help men too. I think this is a story for parents on a whole, um, yeah. My take from Absolutely. this 
is is that yeah. family court in in this country and probably in, I don't know if it's the same in any other country. I, I was just talking to to a girlfriend of mine in Jamaica and she had an she currently has an issue going on there with her ex-husband and father of her sons wanting to to migrate and take the kids so you know it's it's there's 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 craziness all around craziness all over um are you guys still with me hello any questions oh okay oh there you are sorry i i I don't know i want to say one thing dj yeah because i know our time is running out i just want to say that today we have an excellent family bench here in broward i love the judges that i get to work with now excellent i love the judges i get to work with now they're intuitive they're smart they're 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 compassionate they're fair they're by the book they're 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 all the things a judge needs to be now i am gonna say there is one exception there's a there's there's a new kate there's always an exception (laughs) there's a new kate plus eight but i i but i think with time that situation will sort itself out Mm -hmm. but we really have done a great job with the bench that we have now and so i just want to make that clear like I, I couldn't be happier with the family bench in Broward. Mm, yeah, that's gr- that's that's now, good. Now, what, now, <laughs> well, no, yeah, um, and what I was saying when you guys got cut off is this: this is 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 great for family court or for families going to court all over. I don't know if this is the case with with, with how it how it is in other states, um, and I mentioned. I was mentioning that that I have a girlfriend in Jamaica right now whose husband, ex-husband, is is trying to migrate and trying to take the kids, and so Ooh. there's she is she just asked me to to see if I could if I knew any any attorneys in Jamaica that could help her along the way because th- this man already managed to get their child who was born here in the states um, a single entry and his multiple entry cancelled. However, oh. he did that. I don't know, but Althea Campbell. Okay, Althea Campbell is licensed here and in Jamaica, and her um her second area of law is immigration. She does family and immigration. That's that's perfect. Her All right, so she, here's yeah. what we're going to Tash. Um, I'm going to need to get her contact information so I can pass it on to to my friend in Jamaica. Um, <laughs> listen. See, Sean Garrett is, is tuning in with us uh, tonight. The first time you and I m- were on air together, Tasha, was April of 2018. And here we yeah. are. Here we are doing this again. And you, you, well, it's a little bit different now because you now have the fourth Monday of each month where we talk family right. law. And so... Um, Sean, Sean says I go to court in July, and I stay nervous. You know, court yeah. where Sean? Sean, Sean is here in 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 South Florida also. 
And Sean and I have spoken a couple of times um, as it relates to, <laughs> you know, some of the some of the things that he has to has been going through and has to deal with. And boy, Garrity, Tasha, Tata Tasha. <laughs> All I can say is Tata Tasha. Um, Nikki, thank you very much for telling us your story. Thank you for taking the time out to share this with us. This has been a mind-blowing Absolutely. trip. And thank you so much for having me. I know. I'm yeah. happy to be with this. Yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, everyone listening may have could have got some window into any case or anyone that they know. Um, And I say, you know, if you're in Florida and whatnot, highly definitely recommend getting on Tasha's team. She has been with me for years. I recommend everyone to her. And she is a pivot point in my story. Oh, thank you. I, I'll tell you this, Thank Nikki. You the very first time I spoke to Tasha, it was about parental alienation. Oh, yeah. It was a whole mm-hmm. series of it. Of that. <laughs> and yeah. we, 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 we've been getting stories on top of stories on top of stories. Um, and in your story, we get so many different things coming into this and parental alienation is one of them yes completely. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> nikki ebony says remember my facebook name we can link up don't tell miss tasha we can <laughs> act like she can't see this message Listen, Tasha, I, I know this one. Tasha, let me tell you. <laughs> Ooh, don't want to mess with this one. Not this one. Wonderful, any any wonderful. other one, but not this one. Listen, ladies, I want to thank yes. you. Tasha, please give out your, your, your contact information so anyone that needs to can get in touch with you. Okay, um, Tasha Simmons, PA, uh, of which I am the founder and attorney. You can reach us toll free at 888 311 8511. Again, 888 311 8511. And our clients uh, have the uh, privilege of getting a text line number to communicate with me on their cases once you do become a client. Uh, we can also text with you at our local number. But again, that's 888-311-8511. The website is SimmonsLegal.com, and that's Simmons with a D. I love you for Lauderdale. Tosh, thank you very much. Um, as always, truly appreciate of you. And listen, we will talk. Thank you for that contact information. I'll definitely pass it on. Um Listen, this is it, folks. I got nothing. <laughs> this is it. I'm done. I'm spent. I can't even wrap my mind around some of these things that we we're talking about tonight because it 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 doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't that that people would be going through things like this in our 
court system in in the the one place where they think that you know what I have all the evidence right here. It just goes to show those that listen to to this broadcast and have been listening to this broadcast for a long time have heard me address things relating to social injustices, wrongful incarcerations, and up the yin yang. Um, a couple of years ago, Daniel Butieres, the second conviction in U.S. history to be voided, he was a guest on this broadcast. Um, I just heard from him this weekend. He is looking to run for Congress in Arizona right now. You know, these are and and his case. You can you can you can look it up. You can. It's not on the podcast yet, but it's definitely on the YouTube. You can go to the Night Shift with DJ Kevin Stew. Look up any of the broadcasts that I've done. Um, over four hundred on there. Look for Daniel Butieres with a B um, for boy. So Daniel Butieres, check that out, uh, and and you'll get that story. There are others. There's Richard Miles, who currently has Miles of Freedom in Texas. There's his story. There's the the Rodney Reed story that is ongoing, still going on today. There's the Julius Jones story, which on ABC they did a 2020 special. They did a, a 2020 special um, on 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 Rodney Reed. The, the Girl in the Pines with the murder of Stacey Stites. They did one on, on, on Julius Jones with the murder of Paul Hoyle. That one was just in December. And I've I've had uh, Julius's sister and his best friend, family advocate, and attorney on this broadcast. We, we address all these things. And I'm saying, we see time and time again, and we ask the question, but how it is that this judge could, could rule in this favor? And what is going on here between this judge and this attorney? Here we have a family court case. This is not a criminal case. This is a family case. And here we have it, plain as day. Judge and attorney, friends. And judge sides with attorney. So is this something that is common? And that I can't say that it is. Is it something that does happen? Definitely, because we've seen it. What can we do about it? I have no clue. None whatsoever. We're going to talk about that next time. Yeah, maybe we do need to talk about it, Tasha, for real. But Tasha, thank you too. Because when I met you, you were an advocate for fathers. And what this case in particular shows me is that you're an advocate for the right. And yes, sir. it really doesn't matter if it is the father or the mother that's in the right. You're an advocate for the right. And you've, been, you've, you've demonstrated where that is true. And you hold true to that. Outside of being just a wonderful person. Tutorful even. But, you oh know. gosh, I blush easy. I try, DJ Kev. Well, you're so lucky much. you're not on camera. Next month you need to be on camera. So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. All right, so thank you again, Tasha. Thank you for, for, for doing this. Thank you for putting out your information so that people can reach you. Nikki, thank you. And <laughs> I'm so glad and grateful and, and, and overjoyed at this point because I know what it is like to be without your children. Mm. Even when they're nearby and you can't get to them at that time, I know what it is like. Mm. And... I'm so glad 
that you are where you are right now. It's been a long time coming, but it, it, it was due to come. So, Nikki, you take care of yourself. You take care of those boys. Did we lose Nikki? I wonder if it, she's texting me. Thank you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so she bailed. <laughs> but she, she thanks you. She, yeah, she receives and she, she thanks you. Thank okay, you great. So All right. So, uh, Tash, you have a great night. Get some rest. I'm about to wrap this up. Y'all take care of yourselves. You guys on Facebook Live, truly appreciate love you. All the affiliates out there, One Harmony Radio, um, the Foundation Radio Network, ClintonLindsay.com, NIE Radio, Island Worldwide, WGLRO. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Dusik Media Group, Aliwap Media. Thank you guys very much. Truly appreciate love you. Y'all take care, everybody. Have yourselves a great night. Um, giving you a little bit of, of new music from Maurice Gregory, track called What a Feeling, and what a feeling it is to know that this has a happy ending. Y'all take care. Good morning, good afternoon, good day to you from wherever you are in the world, from right here in South Florida. I bid you a good night. I don't have no regrets. No this morning, the first thing that I saw, my eyes popped open. Overwhelming beauty is captivating. Oh, I'm aching just to be right next to you. and salutations one and all you're invited to tune in to the night shift with dj kevin stew it airs on mondays with community and finance tuesdays with healthy love and wednesdays with real talk from 10 p.m to midnight eastern time come spend some time interacting in the stew pot where we keep things bubbling and wind down in musical therapy the night shift with dj kevin stew is on kevinstew.com where you're encouraged to have acceptance through enlightenment <laughs>